Hey everybody, welcome to Miscast Commentary, a coming attractions episode. I am Joe Finley. Uh, Todd Tebow, the Sailor Murray, was supposed to be with us today, but last minute his schedule changed and he wasn't able to uh, dial in. So it's just us for the day, but that's okay. It means a shorter episode. I don't know if that's something you're clamoring for, but uh, you're getting it, so congratulations. <laughs> um not a lot to talk about today, but some pretty big things to talk about. Uh, first thing, obviously, uh, Richard Donner passed away, and to say that uh, he left a lasting legacy would be an understatement, uh, especially for people who kind of grew up in the time that I did. Uh, the Goonies is, you know, like, it's canon for <laughs> uh, people my age, Uh it was such a huge deal. It was such a big deal to me when I showed the kids the movie for the first time. Uh, I met Joe Pantoliano at a Comic-Con, and that was cool. And uh, Robert Davi was right next to him. I've told that story before in previous episodes. We won't get into it again. But, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy, though. Like Think of the stuff that he did, uh, The Omen, uh, Lethal Weapon. Uh, I... I'm not going to Scrooge. I'm not going to get into everything. Obviously, he was also a big uh, executive producer of things, too. Things like Any Given Sunday and the Wolverine movies, all sorts of stuff. Uh, but, yeah, he's going to be greatly missed. I mean, we're kind of at that time, I guess, uh, that, you know, these people are going to start leaving us, you know, not in rapid succession, hopefully, but... Uh, you know, it's bound to happen, and these are people who've had pretty big impacts on, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say our lives specifically, but our imaginations uh, would be accurate. So uh, my best to uh, his family, uh, Lauren Schiller Donner, and uh, everybody who worked with him. I've been seeing just an outpouring of people with nothing but nice sting, with nothing but nice sting, oh my god with nothing but nice things to say about him. And, uh, yeah, that's hard. Sorry to give the bummer stuff right off the top of the show, uh, but it was kind of the most important, and I just wanted to kind of get that out there. And, uh, yeah, he'll be greatly missed. It's very sad. I've got some Star Wars news for you to kind of bring it back up. People who have not heard about it yet, uh, Disney Plus is releasing Star Wars Visions. It's a compilation of uh, anime I'm assuming shorts that are going to be released by different Japanese companies, and it's exciting. I got the uh, sneak peek. It's like a three-minute video. You can look it up. I'll see if I can post it online after. But uh, it's looking really cool. It gives me the uh, the vibe of the Animatrix uh, when that came out to just see people who were not involved in telling the original stories kind of you know, getting to make... You know, not to minimize what they're doing, but it's kind of like a fan film, which I actually love. There's nothing that makes me happier than knowing that somebody who loves something is going to be the next person to make it. That's why, you know, I still stand strong with saying that The Force Awakens was really good and stuff like that. Because, And I'll say the same thing about Rise of Skywalker, too. I'll stand Rise of Skywalker. I thought Force Awakens was better, but that's neither here nor there. But to get to see these people like make these movies and all these different cool styles and get to see these just new stories. I love to hear new uh, Star Wars stories. I used to go 
you know, like hunting for the old radio plays and stuff like that. And I've got all of them and they're so fun to listen to because there were stories I didn't know because I didn't see a specific, you know, legacy book or I didn't see a specific comic or play a specific role playing game or something like that. So yeah, it'll be exciting to see what these guys see. It's coming out fairly soon. I didn't see the exact date, but uh, just something more to look forward to more Star Wars. I can't get enough. And speaking of which, got a little bit of news about the uh, Patty Jenkins-led Rogue Squadron. It's not going into production or anything right now, but they've just kind of confirmed that they were kind of deep into it as they made that announcement a few months back. How long was it? Time doesn't even exist anymore, does it? I don't know. Was it a few months back? Was it seven years ago? Who knows? But the main point she was making is that they have been well underway and they're on schedule and they've got a script almost finished and then they're going to crew up and cast up and everything's hunky-dory. And I'm really excited about that one because, again, I feel, especially because now Dave Filoni is on as a more creative uh, role in the Star Wars universe as a whole, that we're going to see more things skewing towards the quality of the Mandalorian where you have a different tone outside of the Star Wars Skywalker saga uh just a everything can be its own thing is kind of what I'm getting at and I'm excited about that and you know there's so many things coming up with Obi-Wan and uh Ahsoka and uh, hopefully more Mandalorian and the book of Boba Fett and more movies to come and you know god knows i i know i can't get enough and uh i don't know it gives me hope a new hope see what i did now to go from hope to someone who's hopeless i read that interview with steven dorf about uh the black widow and how he was i don't even really get what he was getting at like i know He's being all artist about everything and just being like, oh, you know, this this is Marvel movies. It's video games. This is an art. It feels like actors are just taking their turn being the asshole at the helm of this ship. I'm sorry that your, you know, like art house film isn't going to be the number one movie in the world. It wasn't ever going to be the number one movie in the world. The problem now isn't with the movies that are coming out. It's the fact that the theater-going experience, now that it's finally opening, too, we'll get into that in a minute, now that it's finally opening back up to people, I think that there's going to be a rush of people going back, going, oh, man, I really miss the movies. But prior to uh, the quarantine, people really kind of had to, you know, put a value on a movie as to whether or not it was worth spending you know, upwards of 50 bucks, depending on, you know, how many people you're taking or whatever, to go see a movie. And I think that's a very valid concern. And movies like the ones that Steven Dorff are doing aren't going to go really high on that list. You know, you might catch a couple of film festivals or something like that, and all the more power to you. I don't want you to be not successful. But I don't know why you're shitting on people like, you know, the people who made Black Widow of all things, it doesn't matter. I think that the problem is, is that people, and I, Scorsese did this and other actors have done this, is that they see less people going to the theater 
in a general sense, but a lot of people going to see certain movies and they blame those movies like it's their fault that people aren't going to see everything else or they're not going to see it as much. And it's not their fault, you know, it's they have given a value to the moviegoer that, you know, makes it worth. I have to go see this in the theater. It's big, it's bright, it's loud, it's beautiful. And that really is all there is to it, in my opinion, anyways. Just one man's opinion. I feel Todd would share this opinion, but he's not here. We'll talk about this with him another time, though, I'm sure. Uh, but speaking of Black Widow, I'm finally getting to go to a movie. Uh, as depending on when you're listening to this, uh, it's coming out on Friday. I'm recording it on Tuesday. Uh, I will have gone to see the Black Widow. I think I'm going to come right home and I'll probably shoot a uh, review for it. So you that might already be up by the time you're seeing this. Who knows? But uh, our theaters in well, at least in my province aren't open yet. Uh, they'll be open hopefully next month. But the drive-ins are open. And so we were looking up, we've been looking up the uh, combos of movies and there hasn't been anything really good to bring the family now because there's not a lot of movies out in general right now. They've been putting a lot of like retro films and stuff like that. And we took advantage of that last time uh, they did this. And I was hoping that, you know, something like that would come along, at least until some movies that we wanted to see would come out together, you know, again, to take the whole family and stuff like that. Uh, the only things they had recently, they had... God, what movie? It was like Peter Rabbit or something with like, I don't know. I don't even remember what else it was. I know E.T.'s playing with Boss Baby 2 right now. And I was just like, Ugh, please don't make me go see that. Don't make that be the first movie experience I have uh, going back. I'll be so bummed out. I love E.T., don't get me wrong. But I, I wanted to see something new, something big. I almost went by myself to the drive-in theater to watch. It was um, Fast 9 and the Forever Purge. Just to see some, you know, see some loud things coming at me for a little bit. But uh, our patience has been rewarded, and Black Widow and Cruella are playing back-to-back, -back, two movies we've not seen yet because I didn't want to pay that $35, you know, advanced feature on Disney. I understand what they're doing with that. And I understand what, you know, um, some of the other movie theater kind of streaming things like we have the Cineplex store here in Canada. Uh, I'm sure you guys have similar things elsewhere, but, uh, you know, it's just, they're charging this big amount and it's not even an unreasonable amount. It's like, Hey, if you were going to the movies, you'd pay roughly this much, maybe a little bit less for everybody to go. But the problem is we're not then getting the movie experience in return for that uh, dollar. So it's it just feels like a ripoff. Now, I've got a uh, projector and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I can do a little bit of that. I've got surround sound and all that. But it's not the same as getting rattled by a big-ass theater. So when you're asking you know, almost the same amount of money going, oh, this is the same as going to the theater. What they're really saying is, no, this is, it's this or nothing. So choose. So to be able to go for the price of one, I think it's what, $12 for me to go and see two movies on Friday night. So I'm thrilled. I'm excited. And uh, 
I wasn't super excited about going to see Cruella, but what the hell? Let's uh, dial it in. Let's do it, folks. But enough about me. What movie are we doing next week in our Summer of Sequels? Well, let me tell you. We are revisiting another series, obviously. Sequels sequels appear in series. Uh, but, you know, one of our favorites, and we realized, uh, much like Back to the Future 2, when we did that, that we had waited a really long time to do the second movie. And it was just, this happens with us because we have these written down. Legit, like, we schedule, we don't schedule too far out usually, but we have them all kind of written down on a, hey, here's the movies we need to do, uh, you know, as we move forward, and then we'll look at that list, or sometimes we'll not look at the list and just have an idea of, oh, man, I saw this was on TV, and I thought we should do it, or something timely happens, and then we have to do that, you know, like Richard Donner passing, usually we would, you know, follow that up with something uh, Richard Donner-esque, which we may still, I'll never tell, but you'll see. <laughs> but you know that's it's those kind of things end up getting in the way and then it just kind of slips away for a little while and then you go back and you're like oh man yeah we still haven't done this so this is what we're doing it's a it's a favorite it's not my favorite in the series but it is a lot of people's favorite in the series it's definitely a weird one and it's a fun one it's an adventure it's a romp it's all the good things i could say about it it's indiana jones and the temple of doom baby let us have a look at the trailer. The old legend of the Shankara stones. The villager's sacred rock was taken. Village stories, Dr. Jones. Fortune and glory, kid. Fortune and glory. Archaeologists were always funny little men searching for their mummies. Mummies. There you have it. Oh, man. Well, bad news for me is when we finally get to the point where we can monetize this channel, we probably won't be able to monetize this video because of that theme song. But it's worth it because I love to hear it. I love to play it for people. And that's where we're at. So that is what we're doing next week. Our summer of sequels continues on. We've got more and more fun movies for you. Not just all big blockbustery ones, because I know we did uh, Back to the Future. And well, I guess, you know, you put Bill and Ted where you will. Uh, but there's going to be uh, some interesting entries in our summer of sequels yet to come. So check that out. Uh, anyways, uh, for our YouTube 
viewers. I want to thank you guys so much for uh, the support. We've been getting a lot more views lately and some subscribers have been pouring in and I've been really happy to see that. Uh, if you do watch on here, I encourage you to uh, click like and if you haven't subscribed already, please do so and you'll see some fun stuff. Uh, we're exclusively shooting in video now on YouTube. I know a lot of our older videos are just like a still with like a crawl and then our audio behind it. That was only because we wanted to have just a presence on YouTube and we weren't shooting on video yet. Uh, now we've upped our game a little bit. We've got a nicer camera. Uh, we got some more lighting and we got a mobile setup so we can set ourselves up wherever we want. And, uh, yeah, so anyways, I'm really grateful to everybody who has uh, liked our videos and subscribed to the channel and all of that. And if you're listening to this in an audio medium, come check us out. And we're not disgusting in any way. Uh, so it's a fun way to experience this because it's kind of like a reaction video at the same time as it's everything else. Uh, when we resume our uh, Binge Watchers on the Wall, we'll also be doing that exclusively in video as well uh especially that's that one will be a little more important too because remember todd hasn't seen the show and there's some episodes coming up i you know spoiler alert the red wedding's coming up todd doesn't listen to the show when he's not on it so i know we're, we're safe the red wedding's coming up and you'll want to see his face for that because he's not going to see that shit coming but this is as good a place as any to leave you i thank you all again for listening and watching and doing all those wonderful things. And until next week with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, we're going to call it. Peace. This has been Miscast Commentary with your hosts, Joe Finley and Todd Murray. Executive producer, Joe Finley. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Visit www.miscastcommentary.com for all news related to the podcast. Miscast Commentary is a Miscast Media Production.